Hey, yo, you're listening to Edge Coach Quip, featuring our very own edge coaches and community, dropping knowledge nuggets to fuel your day. Welcome back to what? Episode 130 of Coach Quip. I'm Coach Robin. I'm Coach Chris. And today we're talking about magic. I love magic. He does. He really, he really does. I love magic. But we're going more specific today of just magic. We're going to be talking about the magic of time-based workouts. I love this magic too. <laughs> it is. It's all good magic. All magic is good magic. Um, so if you've ever looked at our uh, website or been a part of our run club, our tri club, you will see, especially for running programming, we write all of it in minutes, not miles. We write everything as time-based. So whether it's speed or strength or tempo or endurance or long, um, that's a big pivot that we've had over the last three years, and it's something that we've really leaned into and, frankly, I think mastered on a lot of levels. And we love it, but we also want to share with you what the benefits are of doing so and why we as athletes and why we as coaches love it so very much. When when did Edge switch over to time-based, or was it always time-based? No, that's a great question. Um, we were probably split more evenly um, the first couple of years, mm-hmm. and I would also say that our pace card was a little bit more stacked, like it was a little bit more restrained. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we started to expand that pace card in both directions, that's when we kind of made the switch. Uh, it started most heartily, though, with, when COVID was happening, because so many people were coming back into fitness, not really knowing how to restart, and we wanted to make it scalable and approachable. And so it was one of the things that came out of the Edge Coaching Consortium calls, which all of our nerdy coaches get together. It's amazing. It's my favorite call all the time. Um, you know, and we talk about, you know, what's going down. And, and especially during COVID, there were some very, um, you know, frank and pointed discussions of where athletes are at and how we need to meet them where they're at and rebuild them better. And we realized pretty quickly that time-based was the way to go. And it just kind of stuck. And now we've just gotten good at it, but also figured out ways to make them really fun and engaging and really different just so that everything seems always really fresh and, and always effective. Yeah, time-based training is so effective and it's also it's so great for our larger groups. Um, so we are going to talk about time-based training in terms of running, specifically in our run club, but also this can be applied to our tri-club workouts and our strength class workouts because our strength class workouts are time-based as well. Yeah. And so a lot of these reasons and benefits also apply there. It's also just good relearning for me as an athlete. I mm-hmm. obviously do all of these bets. If you know me, you know that I do run bets and push-up bets all the time, and I love them. I love winning them. I've only ever not won one. Um, I know. I'm kind of psycho about it. <laughs> but I'm doing one right now, and I'm surprised that the, the app hasn't come up with this sooner. It's always been mileage-based, and they're doing one right now that's time-based. And it's funny because my, my long effort this week is 70 minutes and I'm like excited about it, you know, and it's, it's, it's just, it is even for that format for me, you know, when I coach a session, obviously I know it's time-based, but for me to have to follow something time-based and hit a, just a completely different target, um, it's more joy having it go green. Yeah. So that's a great segue, I think, into our benefits. So in our bonus miles here, we're going to talk about the benefits of time-based training and why it is so magical. So stick around. All right, benefits of time-based training, starting off with number one, alluding to what you just mentioned, it is fun. It's a fun new metric. So when we shift from miles to time, it is a new target. And 
it can kind of be a whole new world, right? Because a lot of how our outcome, you know, how our outcome turns out is based on how you're feeling on the day. Yeah. Which is, I think, a pretty exciting, uh, exciting way to measure success. So it is a new way to feel successful in different ways. And it's less of, how, how would you say it? It's less of a, a mental... Bleep. <laughs> it's less of a mental fuck. <laughs> it's less of a mental fuck because you can focus on something that is really tangible to you. Like 45 minutes is a tangible thing for most people. Like we've existed for 45 minutes in different spaces in our lives. You've had class as a high school student that lasted 45 minutes or a workout class. You know what 45 minutes feels like. Where if it's a number on miles, that can be. I don't know. For for some reason, we internalize that number. It's heavier. It's heavier. Yeah. Exactly. And it, depending on how you're feeling that day, if you're feeling um, sluggish, run down, like you need an easy recovery run, you know, just seeing that number can be daunting. So flipping it to minutes instead of miles is a is a way to sort of scramble your brain on that, and just a, a fun new way to see what your body can give you in that time period. I do. I love. I love it. I love the green. The green is better. It's more fun with that metric. Um, number two is one that we sort of alluded to in the beginning, but it's it, it's an equalizer. Everyone finishes at once, and this has been such a big change up for us um, over the past now several years. But always know that coaches are aware, athletes are aware, because they all share the same sentiment. Nobody wants to finish last. The reality is nobody gives a fuck. We already said it once. We might as well say it twice, right? (laughs) So nobody cares that anyone finishes last, but none of us want to be that person that finishes last, right? And it really alleviates that because everyone begins and ends at the same time. So as long as we continue to, to, to present that of like, hey, we're all beginning and ending together, that fear is dissipates because nobody is going to be the last person. No one's waiting around for you because we're all finishing at the same time. Um, I also love it because in a session or even if you're running with your friends and you have the same workout and you're different paces, it's just a better finale and a better energy. Again, you're not anticipating that like I'm going to stand around or or I don't want to be the last person. Them waiting for me It's just a better high five, finish, let's go. And then um, I know that we're going to get into this a little bit more, but it's also easier to plan because you know how long it's going to take, right? It's not yeah. like, well, if this the wheels fall off, you know, on this three mile run, it's like, no, it's thirty minutes. We know it's going to be thirty minutes out and back. Yeah, uh, I did a group run on Monday, and baby's first group ba- run. Baby's first group run with Edge right here, uh, and it was so cool to see how it worked out. It was forty minutes, um, so twenty minutes out, twenty minutes back, and you know, it just. It's split into two groups, so everyone had somebody to run with, and we all met up right on time, which is like truly magic, right? <laughs> yeah, as it works out, like it actually does work out. So that was so cool to start together, to do our easy warm up together, and then to finish together and have the high fives and the yep. photo, and just like feel that sense of camaraderie and social recovery yeah. that happens afterwards. Um, where everybody just finishes on a high because we all got the workout that we needed that yep. day. I often, this is going to be, a, I'm reading a book on birds, people. I, uh, just just finish it, pass it to another edge member. But um, I think about like flocks of birds that you see, right? So like if you see a big blob go out, we'll have some that are like real far up front. And then we have others that kind of fall off the back or some that take the wide, the wide route. And then eventually at some point they all kind of come together and congregate again. 
before moving forward. And that's always how I envision, you know, especially like our out and backs or loop courses, as you know, we have this kind of exchange of like the flock dissipates and then comes back together. And it's always, again, based around that time. It also means I can use a whistle, which is, that should be the seventh one. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, number three is that your body remembers the moving time, not the miles. We should say that again. Uh, yeah. The, your body remembers moving time in minutes, not the number of miles that you've done. That's huge. I feel like we could say that a hundred times as coaches and it still wouldn't be enough. Yeah. So this is how the longest run translates to your marathon training in terms of long run versus minutes and us capping it, right? So I know this was a, a thing that we did in recent times, starting to add in max moving time. Yep. And we got a lot of questions from athletes yeah. about that, right? Because there was this feeling like, am I doing enough if my mile number, which was the metric that they were using for success in that workout, doesn't match what other people do? Right. But the truth is, it all evens out. Yeah, it really does. And what we know is that we really, let's just take the marathon example, right? Because it is usually like the biggest beast that, that we come up against this. But I want to hit X amount of miles. Um, if we do, so full fun fact, when we do these big aerobic deposits, it takes three weeks for that fitness to settle in. Full stop. That's why there's a three-week taper, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's why there's a three-week reverse taper after your big race, too. However... When we go longer than three hours, and some, for some people it's two and a half, um, but we use a three-hour metric at EDGE, um, our body actually degrades from running to a point where it can't repair as well. Mm -hmm. So if we are more conservatively paced runners and we're running three hours and 40 minutes for our long run, we are in danger of overtraining and not being recovered in time for our race in three weeks. That's a big problem, right? So by, by effectively capping it mm -hmm. on that day, what we're doing is allowing the fitness to be able to be used. Now, people are like, but I'm going to be a five-hour marathoner. I want to run for that. Okay, hold up. I'll give you a solution. <laughs> this is going to be a little bit of an aside. But how you roll with that is you run the day before, the day after, um, and your body actually remembers the 24-hour period as your total time. That's how ultra marathons are trained for they're trained for in what we call sandwiches where you have a one run one day a long run the other day we add those up right and mm -hmm. and that becomes you know like a 50k which is 31 miles 10 miles on friday let's say 20 miles pretend i'm talking about time-based yeah. your total time or your total is about what the race is but it's over two days so that is the way you would do it but in one deposit, we really, from a marathon, road marathon standpoint, we don't want you moving more than three hours at a time. And because your body really remembers that, just respect it. Number four, scales to pace card. Minutes scale to your pace card. Um, this is another reason why it's great for groups. Because if you're a three-hour marathoner and I'm a four-hour, 40-hour, hour, 40-minute marathoner, um, the minutes will scale to the, the paces that we're hitting, right? So a more conservatively paced runner is going to cover less miles and a runner with more faster pace, maybe a little bit more efficient of a form at those high, faster speeds, especially if we're talking about a speed run, you're going to cover more. Mm -hmm. So it automatically kind of helps you scale to accommodate as well for that wear and tear. Number five is that time-based training helps to keep us safe. So for those exact reasons about capping our time, we are limiting the load on our bodies. And I think this is the piece that, you know, 
and, and this is sort of the second way of us saying this, but this is the piece that people struggle with the most. Totally. Is feeling like if they do time-based training, they're going to be unprepared for their for the race, which say is a marathon, is measured in miles, right? Right. <laughs> so it's that conversion that needs to happen. But the, the, the whole idea here is keeping us safe and preventing injuries um, or limiting our injuries or, you know, making sure that our bodies hold up because the whole goal of a training cycle is to get you to the starting line healthy. And if we are going over our time of training and putting ourselves into that position that you just mentioned of being, you know, past what our body can handle and recover from, that's going to be a problem. So time-based training is amazing for helping to limit and and limit injuries and keep us safe. I also love that when it's time-based, we are more likely to scale our paces. Mm-hmm. So it also helps with wear and tear, especially when, when we're in those like big build peaks, peak week type scenarios. Uh, because if we see a training plan and we're supposed to go seven and a half miles, we're going to gut out seven and a half miles. But if we see 65 minutes, mm-hmm. because we don't feel that pressure to have that watch beep, right, we're a lot more likely to go maybe more aerobically and have a more conservative overall mileage, but a better quality run, which is only going to help you reduce reduce that that injury because you're going to be able to recover yeah i think that's that's so true for like long runs or uh, recovery runs endurance runs if it's time-based right you can scale your effort but also i'm thinking about in terms of our speed and interval runs when those are time-based you know if i had to do a six mile tempo versus a you know 45 minute tempo like those are not my paces equating but i'm just like (laughs) thinking about in terms of time my my brain does certain things to time versus miles because totally. a lot of a lot of my athletes will second guess themselves in those speed intervals to think can i hold this pace for 6 miles right but if it, if they're thinking about it in terms of time they know that they can gut out 20 minutes yep. or 30 minutes and so that sort of translation you know i think is also helpful on the top end of speed and it's also helpful, as you said, slowing us down. Yeah. And for everybody wondering, how do you know it works? Um, this is where getting nerdy with your tech can actually help a ton. This is another aside. I'm just driving all the trains <laughs> off the tracks. So if you work with a, a personal coach, a lot of times they'll look at things like total stress, total stress score or even things like, you know, what your average heart rate was just to make sure that it is, you know, you're putting in an appropriate amount of effort according to, you know, what the workout or the intention of the workout is. Um, but you can look these things up as well on your on your own, you know, Garmin files or Coros files or whatever it is that you're using. Um, and we encourage you to do so and, and compare them to prior seasons if you did switch from a mileage to a minutes-based workout. Um, one, we know it works. But two, it's even cooler when you see the numbers playing out. And last but not least, uh, number six is it helps with calendar planning. So we alluded to this a little bit, but we know how long the workouts will take. And this has been like a cool shift for us, right? You know I love to save a shower, right? So let's talk about (laughs) Monday nights for a second. We're switching in our current season. All of our intensity runs are going to be, or we call them strength runs, it's a speed run, um, are going to be on Mondays. They're going to pivot between AM and PM and our PM ones. Um, Coach Chris's Ask Arm and Ads class is from 6 to 6.45 PM, and then right away at 6.45, that speed run happens from 6.45 until about 7.30. But because we know that it's a 45-minute run, you know you're not going to be here. You better not be here until 9 p.m. We close at 8. (laughs) 
But the whole point is, is that you know what you're getting into because we know how long the warm up is, we know what the main set is in terms of minutes, as well as the cool down. My one asterisk is if Coach Worm is coaching, chances are you're going to have a solid five to ten minute buffer in the first part of that run where he is giving some amazing speech and then you'll head out the door. So just add five to ten to those sessions. <laughs> so shady. <laughs> but true. But true. Coach Worm, but true. we love you. But true. And yeah, you can't beat the motivational speeches. Um, I love this one for my weekday workouts yeah. too, just like knowing if I have to slot in a run, you know, knowing that it's going to be an hour is perfect because then you can plan appropriately. Whereas if it is mileage based, again, you know, you're not sure how that's going to shake out, especially in the in the mileage based ones if there are rest intervals yes so then my brain starts to sizzle so that i'm in miles but i have minutes in in rest interval and it's all out the door so this is making it streamlined and easy for you in terms of planning as well i feel like we've covered some serious magic yeah (laughs) and yeah don't forget this magic also equates into our cycling workouts here in this room as well as our strength classes all of these are being done by time-based and you know for all of the reasons of keeping folks together to keeping us all finishing together knowing exactly what you're going to get there are so many benefits to our time-based workouts that we hope that you will check out so come on through till next time thanks for listening to coach quip original music performed by Mend. follow us online on instagram facebook and twitter at edge athlete lounge Our podcast lives in the blog section of our website. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and you can check out the show notes for additional ways to contact us. Ready, set, onward we go.